Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 105 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game podcast. Uh, the results of the election are in. Cesar's looking at them now. It's it's Super Tuesday. We have won. Uh, what states What states are reporting for Southeast? I think all of it is in is on the East Coast because they just closed, and I think uh, Bernie Sanders is projected for Vermont. No, it's uh, it's us, the Southeast uh, premiere video game podcast, Florida, we, South we, Carolina. Yeah, we're not we're not voting this week. This isn't our Super Tuesday. No, it's uh, North Carolina and Virginia Super Tuesday. That's still the Southeast, and we won both of those states handedly. They are both no podcast states. Welcome. It was a close race. Welcome to the union. Uh, <laughs> Whatever the Bernie Sanders equivalent of the podcast almost beat us. <laughs> they were chasing down our asses. <laughs> uh, lots of news this week. GDC has been postponed to the summertime. We have your March PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold titles. Platinum Games opens a new studio. Platinum Games announces Game 2 of 4 of Platinum 4. Yacht Club Games reveals their new games. Lots of games this week. Who would have thought we would be talking games? Project Scarlet reveals its insides. Dengeki PlayStation stops circulation, and Sanzaru Games finds a new Sly Cooperless home. That one hit hard. I'm kind of upset about that one. Yeah, and I was waiting for you to do uh, like a Connect Four. Go for it. Connect Four. For which story? Platinum Four. <laughs> I stumbled through that. I had too many fucking numbers. <laughs> it's like two and four. Like what am I, I multiplying? I'm dividing here. And then add a Platinum Four at the end of it. Uh, I'm, of course, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion II. Hello. Fresh from, fresh from the polls. It's not Super Tuesday here in Georgia. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, my outlook for anything on TV that will not keep me distracted and keep me focused on the task at hand would be anything political-based, because I could just look at it and be like, oh, okay, and just keep going on. Just a quick right. glance? Yep. That's what you watch when you're like running and stuff, right? Is it is it motivating you to sprint somewhere? Uh, it's my only choice sometimes, but I actually at this point I've switched over to elliptical completely, and I've just watched a hundred percent anime. I've gone through four episodes on elliptical every morning. That so, works. What is the current anime? Uh, I mean, still in uh, Fairy Tale Land, so um, episode one hundred and sixty. Damn. How many? I'm almost, I'm almost there. I'll, I'll have it all done before the game comes out. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for the listeners, so I can. <laughs> I can communicate about this game properly. You'll have the proper lore built up for the uh, from the game. Oh yeah, I can I can look at the cover of the game and identify everybody now, <laughs> as is in before. I'm like, oh, who the fuck are these? People? <laughs> I still can't do that with like Naruto or anything. The early Naruto I, games, I can. I can't even do the early Naruto games. I, Naruto never really took off for me. So. Really? Yeah. I thought you were big into it for a minute. No, not whatsoever. I think it's like the most overblown thing ever, but that's just me personally. Overrated. Yeah, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. That has been the Dragon Ball effect for me, but I know you're a big Dragon Ball fan. Uh, I love Dragon Ball. But I'm not as big as a fan as some people are. I stopped seeing Dragon Ball Super, and people give me shit about that because it's already done. I'm like, oh, I just don't have any interest to watch it yet. Is I that, have to be in the mood for that. Is that actually required viewing, though? Um, well, it's a continuation of After Z, and I hear great things about it. I just, I'm just like, eh, I don't want to watch it yet. Yeah, I'm sure once I watch it, I'll, I'll get addicted to it and go through it. It's just it's not required viewing for me. You got to be in the mood. Yeah, I mean, I like Dragon Ball. But I don't like Dragon Ball like that. It'll be there when you're uh, when you come around to it, anyways. Yeah, as long as I don't think negatively, like my uh, coworker at work, who's like, "I'll never live long enough to finish One Piece." <laughs> 
My, I told you a couple of weeks ago, my coworker gave up on it. He got to like episode 600 something and stopped. Oh, I, I told uh, my coworker about what you said, and he yeah. was in tears. He's like, how does, how does this happen? <laughs> he was bored, man. He wanted to move on to something else. We were talking X-Files today. He's going to start up X-Files. Yeah, I mean, he chose the wrong series. That thing's still going. He, he should have just waited till it was done. That way he's like, all right, I know if I get here, I'm done. You never know how long the thing's going to last. Or let them do that, like, Kai version or whatever, where they, they do the condensed one, cut out the filler or whatever they need to do. Yeah. The half piece. <laughs> oh, God. The, the full story. Uh, the half piece full story. Yes, or just let a game come out, uh, uh, One Piece Kakarot, and then it'll it'll tell the whole story of the anime in the one game. Yeah, that, that could work. That's how it works, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, how, that's how they're doing now in the, when the world's anime. I'm still waiting for that Bleach Kai. Get rid of that bullshit filler. Bleach. I love Bleach. Bleach Kakarot, the game? Oh, God. Bleach. Ichigo. Rukia. Budokai Tenkaichi. There we go. He was Ichigo Suzuki, right? Suzuki was what? a family name? No, that's, uh, that's like a motorcycle. Sounds like a motorcycle. <laughs> it's a brand of motorcycle. I thought it was yeah. his family name. It's uh, Kurosaki. Oh, this is, uh, yes, now that you've said that, that rings a bell. Live corrections. Thank you, Cesar. Which also sounds like a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds inappropriate <laughs> or not, but yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up now because now I'm starting to feel bad. I'm like, oh, maybe it's a Kurosaki. Brands are brands, man. Yeah, like, but I don't want to be, uh, it is Kurosaki. You should go Kurosaki. Yeah, you got it. Live correction. Yeah. Uh, as you can probably tell, listeners, uh, we are doing a remote call this week. Uh, we had uh, a sickness pop up this weekend. Bro- brought to you by uh, your pasta place. <laughs> Dude, this I, episode. I never eat there, man. As soon as you got here, when I was finishing eating it, right, the food yeah. was the food was good, but immediately I felt like it almost felt like I ate too much. And then uh, you and I were talking about something, getting ready for the podcast. I was like, man, I need a minute. I'm like it's it's gonna take me a second. Let me lay yeah. my head back for a minute, and then, uh, dude, I just ran to the bathroom. And I, that was it. I was I was throwing up immediately. It was I was in shambles. Yeah, I felt bad because I kept pushing you. I'm like, all right, man, if we're gonna do this anytime now, and you're like, you're like, hold on, dude, I'm, uh, <laughs> something's I'm not going through the motions right now. <laughs> something's <laughs> not right. Something's not good. I didn't realize how bad it was until uh, you were, until um, your significant other came out. And they're like, yeah, he's done. He's puking. <laughs> Uh, whatever's going to happen tonight is not going to happen tonight. So Probably not a good podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to reschedule. <laughs> Thank you for your uh, understanding, sir. That that was... Uh... Yeah, hey, it happens, man. If it happened to me, I I would hope to, uh, for the same understanding. So that's why I'm not even upset. Uh, I would hose you off in the yard and run you back up here and make you record an episode. <laughs> and then it'll be me working at a retail place again. And they never send me home when I'm sick. So oh, it wouldn't be the first time. Those are the fucking days, man. Yeah. Oh, PSA I remember, for I remember sitting in the sitting in the bathroom, hugging the toilet, throwing up from a stomach virus. As the manager came in, there's like, "It's okay, man. You're just letting all the bad out. Once you're done, I'll get back to work." And I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> Those CDs aren't like, going to file themselves. I was like, "Thank you. Yeah, I know. You should probably send me home. Other people will get sick, but all right." <laughs> <laughs> then you're putting your hands all over other media and everything else. Yeah, I'm like, this is this is what it was. Are you uh, rigorously washing your hands right now at this point in uh, the, the global pandemic, sir? I always regularly wash my hands. Taking care of business? I don't, I don't do anything anything extra that I already do, so. Right. My, my biggest concern is I, I just don't want to get anybody sick who, uh, I think I would be out fine. I just don't want to get anybody sick who can't get sick. Who has a weaker immune system. Mm-hmm. That's right. my biggest concern. And me just being careless, because I think I would be okay. But. Right. 
But you don't want to be the catalyst for somebody else. Yeah. All right, you ready to jump into news? We're eight yep. minutes into this quick episode we wanted to knock out. We're just rambling eight, on. Eight minutes of my therapy session. Let's do this. <laughs> is that what it is? Apparently. Shit, it's got to be that. My, it's got to be that point for me. <laughs> uh, pray into the porcelain gods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, GDC has been postponed to summer. What happened, sir? So I mean, just what we've been uh, discussing right here—that uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus. Um, there has been some current uh, concerns about getting the spread. Um, originally, we were going to have GDC from March 16th to March 20th in San Francisco, and um, they—I know San Francisco kind of declared a state like a, a state of emergency a couple of weeks back, even though they didn't have an infection. Right. So they ended up. Uh, what really happened was you had, um, I think, was it Sony pulled out first, and then Facebook. And then everybody else followed too, like Microsoft and Epic Games and Blizzard, Kojima, Gearbox, Iron Galaxy. Yeah. That's all from Kotaku. That's pretty much everybody. And so they decided um, to go ahead and instead of canceling outright, they're going to push it back till summer. So, uh, which is, you know, I mean, it has to be, it has to be done. The only sad thing about it is that uh, a lot of uh, independent developers, you know, who are looking for funding for major studios, was going to be there and kind of pitch their games. So right. Uh, a lot of that were they were looking for that extended funding. Um, I see a lot of people reach out to. There's somebody in Sony that works for their indie side with a uh, Shuei. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of went on Twitter. It's like, hey, I know we're not meeting to the summer, but if you got something you're working on, you know, send me a DM. And That's good. Some people were genuine, and some people were just you know taking advantage of the situation and making uh, irresponsible jokes. But That's good. I hope I hope some of those pitches land. You know, as type, uh, a preliminary type thing. And then when they when they are able to actually meet face to face, they'll they'll be able to present their product and and look for a publisher that way. Yeah, it's a big deal because I mean a lot of them, you know they're literally out of funding, so they were looking forward to this. You know, the meet with publishers so they can show what they got and secure more funding. So yeah, that's scary. That's the sides of this people don't see. Like we all want news and we want to see the award show and you know hear what's coming out of the show, but there's there's a lot more to it with people's livelihoods being affected. Right. Uh, so no GDC. Well, I think we talked for a couple of weeks about people that were slowly pulling out. Uh, yeah, had... that'll probably be the norm for a while. We'll probably be talking about that. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens with E3. If we're, I mean, there's still uh, an epidemic type issue. If uh, E3 will suffer the same fate, who knows? They're talking I'm about, a... you know, it's pushing back sports leagues and events and things like that. Any Any type of event where you have a bunch of people together in one place. I mean, it's weird. You've seen some of the soccer games where they're playing in empty stadiums. Yep. So it's like it's just weird to hear the 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 voices of the players and all that. Yep. Almost like uh, they do that to teams that have been, you know, they've had some fan issues or there's some sort of ban that's been placed on them where they're yeah. forced to play like that. But it's it's almost uh, surreal to see those empty venues like that. But on a side note, which I think you'll enjoy, and I'm just going to bring this up before we go into our next bit. And I don't know if this is not going to be a great transition. But I've been watching a lot of uh, MLB pregame, and I've, I've enjoyed immensely the mic up stuff. It has uh, been good. I've caught some of that too. <laughs> a lot of the stuff where they're bad, and they hear like, "Get fair, get fair, get fair, get down, get down." <laughs> oh god, I'm tired. <laughs> As they're running the bases, uh, some some of those guys have great personalities. Yep. It's like they probably need to mic up a game like every other Sunday or something like that. So not, not all of them, but. I agree certain with you. Teams at certain days or something like that. Not to delve into, we could make this a total sports podcast if we wanted yeah. to. Much to, uh, much to, I can hear Michael groaning in the background at this moment. But uh, I've enjoyed it with the XFL, and then just the way MLB has been 
Major League Baseball has not been the greatest organization recently. They've been blasted for the mishandling of the Astros scandal. And then there's uh, Trevor Bauer. He's a pitcher for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. He's been blasting them on their their social media unfriendly. I'm not sure what the right term is. They don't market the game the right way, and they're going to lose fans because of it. You yeah. know, XFL recognizes what they what they're they're a new league, and they know what to do. Uh, NFL's been doing it. Uh, Major League Baseball years ago locked down their their online licensing to to Major League Baseball like. Braves.com wasn't run by the Braves anymore. It was an MLB.com organization. And all the websites run the same template. They all look the same. There's local blackouts. Like if we get MLB TV and we want to watch a Braves somewhere, it blacks out for us because it knows we're in the Braves region. So just yeah. just crazy things like anti-consumer things that they just make it hard to approach the game. So, so what's crazy is you're right because I think there's several times that T-Mobile was given out you know, free MLB to us. Uh, as part of their like free T-Mobile Tuesdays, yeah, and I can't partake in any of those games because all the Braves games are always blacked out. There's like unless I want to watch some other team, there's no point. Nope. I know you're uh, not a no. big baseball guy like I am, but you are a homer to a certain extent, and and that's the team you would want to tune in and watch. Now they just you saw they just signed a deal with Amazon Prime where they got signed a deal with the Yes Network, so now they're gonna regardless of broadcasting all Yankees games on Amazon with no additional cost. A uh, friend of the show, Joel, who recently—he's fan, but that's pretty cool. Joel, who recently dropped his marathon viewings of One Piece, I'm sure he will, he will enjoy hearing that news. He's a big Yankees fan. He will marathon watch uh, Yankees games on Amazon Prime now. Uh, we, we, God bless Amazon Prime, where they don't affect us anyway whatsoever. Because I know all of your Premier League stuff that I love watching West Ham, you love Liverpool. Yep. they showcase all that on Amazon Prime in the UK. We don't get that shit. We have to go between a paywall and certain games. They don't get that. So. Unless we VPN that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon Prime saved us the uh, past couple seasons on the NFL Network like Thursday night football streams. That's true. They start picking that up like week four or something like that, I think it is. Yeah, but I agree with you on the uh, on the mic'd up stuff. It's it's fun feeling hearing that part from the athletes. You know, hearing the insight and being out of breath or trying to guess what pitch is coming, that's... That's something they need to do more often. Yeah. Now, outside of our uh, us talking about live action RPGs, I guess uh, <laughs> it is a live action RPG. Our tra- our transition in here will be uh, PlayStation came out and they announced their uh, March PlayStation Plus. Uh, anything you like out of that list, right there, sir? Uh, everything I like. Uh, the the top game, including uh, Sonic Forces, one of my all time favorites. The premiere Sonic game. I remember when it came out on PS2. I liked Blue Point's uh, remaster on PS3, and then their their total reimagining on PS4 is a showcase for not only HDR but the PS4 Pro in of itself. So, everyone look forward to Sonic Forces uh, in March as one of your PlayStation Plus games. Oh yeah, and you can play Shadow the Hedgehog. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> Shadow. <laughs> he's, he's a free. He's a free DLC. The one with the gun. He had the gun, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The one that, for whatever reason, there's colleagues at my job who like remember that game fondly. No. I've never played it. I've I've missed completely after Sonic Adventure Two, until maybe Sonic Generations. I missed that whole whirlwind of Sonic games, and I played a couple like Sonic Unleashed, where he turned into the were uh, were hedgehog. <laughs> And it played so weird that a lot of people love that game, Blue or not. They're like on Twitter begging for a remaster. All right, dude, we have to stream. I don't get it. We have to stream it. We both go in blind. We don't know anything about it. We fucking stream Shadow the Hedgehog and see what it's all about. I think isn't it? 
Isn't it Xbox back compatible? <laughs> I, I think Michael's a big fan too. He might be able to loan us a copy. That or I think it's on PlayStation Now also. So I think Seriously? We, have play, we can play it. Yeah. Oh god. There's PS2 games on PlayStation Now? How well, that, that Sonic Unleashed is a PS3 game. Oh, Sonic Unleashed. I'm PS3 talking about Shadow... PC. We gotta play Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, Shadow the Hedgehog? I think that's what a GameCube PS2 game. So yeah, Xbox. Maybe Xbox, yeah. Did it come I've out on all three? Either, so. Yeah. Uh, the game I, we were th- the game we were actually joking about is uh, Shadow of the Colossus. That is the clear uh, highlight of March's PlayStation Plus games. Hey, we had Sonic, we had Shadow. I think we had all the right notes. <laughs> I don't think we did. I think that's all the wrong notes. <laughs> that's not a game I want to play. It's a uh, game we all deserve. It's a game we all need. Oh, those games like are up now. They, I like how the, the, what they'll come out is they'll announce the PS5 and the only backwards compatible game will be Shadow the Hedgehog. Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 06. I, I'll send them a picture of uh, my $600 and I'm like, where the fuck do I sign up for this? <laughs> I did. I'll pay six. I'll pay six hundred dollars to play Shadow of the Hedgehog again. Let's go. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> All right, uh, those games are actually up now, as of this uh, posting of this podcast. I will be Which downloading will be- those tonight because I'm going to play the Final Fantasy VII demo. I have not had time yet. I know you have. Uh, I have beaten it. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, do you want to go ahead and do the Xbox games for games with gold for the month? Yeah, let's go and tie that in there. It's so, a pretty good um, list. Starting on March 1st for Xbox One, you get Batman the Enemy Within, the complete season. Then on so March... that, gives us, that gives us the whole Batman story, right? The Telltale version? Yes, we've gotten all the Batmans this point on uh, Xbox with Games with Gold. So not bad. On March 16th, you get uh, Shantae Half-Genie Hero. Is that their most recent Shantae game? I believe so. I can't remember the Shantae lore. They, we, we we had that one on Game Boy Color for so long, and then we didn't have another Shantae game, and then it seems like we've had like eight since then. Yeah, and, um, and like some of them were like 3DS, 3DS exclusives, and some of them were ported over the current gen. And yeah, I know they're good. I'm just behind on them. Uh, I'm trying to look it up right now so we don't have any dead air. No, that is not the... That's the... Yeah. Nope. <laughs> second second to the newest one. Apparently the newest one's Shanti and the Seven Sirens. Of course. Which uh came out uh the first part came out on I think Apple on their uh Apple Arcade game streaming service. service. Yep. And the co- the complete version will come out to uh home consoles later on this year. Okay. So it, technically you're right. Technically that's the latest one you can play on consoles. It is the most recent full Shantae experience you can have. Yeah, unless you want the 50% experience on uh, Apple Arcade. Which is also available at $5 a month or free for your first month. Yes. Thank you and then to, you can cancel. Thank you to friend of the show and site sponsor, Apple. And uh, whatever that possible place is in the, the square. No, dear God, no, not that place. Never again. The food was amazing, though. <laughs> the after effects were not. Um, on Xbox 360 via Xbox One backwards compatibility, we'll get Dracula. What am I reading? This is coming from the Xbox blog page. I'm stumbling all over this. Uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 and Sonic Generations. Uh, pretty... I immensely joined Sonic Generations. Sonic Generations is a good title, and this is a good time in the midst of Sonic Mania and Shadow the Hedgehog Mania to put out a Sonic title in Games with Gold. 
which inevitably will get another Sonic uh, the Hedgehog movie starring Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> with the gun and James Marston. And then they'll come out with made a huge mistake on marketing afterwards. So. Yep, we got to redo it. We're going to take away the gun. He's going to have a walkie-talkie just like uh, E.T., <laughs> the E.T. director's cut. Oh, God, the FBI agents. Always wanted the mm-hmm. walkie-talkies. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all good games, sir. I'm very pleased with this month on both platforms. Yeah, I am. Now we'll see Nintendo shit out some obscure uh, NES boat game and <laughs> a Super Famicom import tennis game. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it to Nintendo to be like, uh, all right, they get in that room and like, we could we could do Donkey Kong Country or we could just talk to Konami and do Billy Barber. All right, let's go with Billy Barber. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Everybody would want Donkey Kong Country for sure. All right, good titles all around. I'm very excited. Uh, tell us about those platinum games, sir. There's a new so, studio. Uh, we'll kind of tie together the story. So originally, um, and this, they came about the same time. So uh, platinum games announced that they're opening up a new sto- uh, studio, and I think it's in Tokyo. Is it Tokyo? Yes, it's a new Tokyo team. Uh, and instead of their uh, headquartered Osaka, their main um, yeah, their main studios in Osaka. And this is all from Polygon by the Michael McWhorter. I'm not sure I put the in front of his name, but that's fine. <laughs> um, they are going to develop live service games for console. Uh, so they are doing that model base similar to like a Ubisoft is well known for in turning a profit for until recently. Have, which we, will be, have we seen a Japanese studio do this yet? The closest I've probably seen would be Final Fantasy XIV in the MMO base. Oh, okay. The MMOs are kind of the blueprint for that live service title anyways. Kind of, sort of, because yeah. it's like that's their one niche. I don't think they're, they're not diversified like the Western Studios. I could be wrong. I'm sure we'll get a correction at some point. I think the biggest one is probably Let It Die. That's the one I'm forgetting. I think that's popping back in my head because that is a live service that you don't have to pay for. I just recently so. saw that that has 6 million uh, players or something. I'm like, where yeah, is this coming it's, from? It's a Suda51 game. It has a huge following. I, it just doesn't seem like it's that big, but apparently it is. Bizarre. But uh, outside of that, they uh, they basically announced that this new studio was opening in, in Tokyo. And that not only that, they were going to be helping with the development of their game two of the Platinum 4 games. In which they announced, um, was it Project Gigi? Project, yeah, Project Gigi, yep. And, it, and it's the completion of the Hero Trilogy. Uh, and I think they made some kind of uh, a go-go reference. Uh, this is uh, the third one in their trilogy. The first one being Beautiful Joe. Uh, the second one being the Wonderful 101. And then this one being some type of a... Look like a natural, like kind of like an Ultraman thing where somebody came up to a dog and they turned into like this giant Ultraman. Yeah. It looks like it's like a Gaijin-type, mech-type, battle-type game. I never so really put me. Beautiful Joe and Wonderful 101 together. They have very similar art styles. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Joe could, you know, he looks like he could be one of those characters in that in that universe, so that doesn't make sense. Right. And that, that could have been what they maybe were thinking, the character torch on for him for that Beautiful Joe saga mm-hmm. outside of the story, probably. I'm sure there's a story to it. Project GG, Project Good Game. You think? And I know they, they made a reference to uh, being Project Go-Go, I think is what they call it. <laughs> Instead of a hench and a go-go. Hench and a go-go, baby. <laughs> Beautiful Joe would be a fun stream, too. Yeah. Uh, we have too many games to stream, sir. we got to narrow our focus. Oh, no. We're, we're going to finish Silent Hill 2 first, and then um, maybe somehow 
get a, get out to our fans and try to get a vote on what to play next. Yeah, Silent Hill Two is so fucking good. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> kind of pissed that we missed a week, but I know it was against our control. But we did, and we've got two planned this week because it's not going to be Saturday. We got to figure out what we're going to do this weekend. Events have come up for the weekend. Hey man, life hit comes at you fast. We will discuss in post production. All right, uh, Platinum Games. That's both of those stories. Excellent. Yacht Club. We're back to uh, people who broke off from Shantae Games. Yeah, way forward. Uh, I'll take this one too. This was yeah. all from the Shovel Knight Studio. So they had like maybe I, I sat there at work and during lunch, and this was right around noon. And it was like a twelve-minute mini direct, I guess it was. It wasn't really a direct. It was like, hey, we have this one game. We're making two secret ones, and then here's a whole bunch of Shovel Knight shit. Yeah. Uh, but that was really cool. So, like, they advertised that this was coming up. Yes. Only because, you know, they made a big deal. That, like, they were done with Shovel Knight. They they fulfilled all their Kickstarter stuff. I'm looking at you, Bloodstain, who randomly just changed, and not it's not doing the roguelite and doing a randomizer now. Yep. I saw um, that, too. That's the story for next week, probably. <laughs> um, but they actually came through, and, you know, they finished everything in their tiers, and everything's done. They were like, all right, we're moving on to something else. They're Good like, for them. Guy. They've been on Shovel Knight for, what, eight years now, Seven it seems years. like? Yeah. yeah. 2013, I think. And, like, what they finished is still coming out on fucking, like, Amazon Fire. And, uh, Wii U. Like, the Wii U is still yeah. getting updated. The 3DS is still getting updated. The Vita is. So, I mean, they're, like, they're fulfilling their promise. Looking at you, buddy, number nine in the <laughs> 3DS and Vita version. So, when, um, they, when they last talked about this, I actually looked it up. I was because I have the Treasure Trove edition for Switch, right? So I get everything that comes out. I, I was good with that version. Right. Apparently, if you pop in the the Wii U version, like the regular disc, it automatically updates to everything. Yep. They, since they didn't sell a Treasure Trove SKU for Shovel Knight for Wii U, if you get that base game, you'll get all that DLC as soon as you update the disc. That's crazy. Yeah, they, it's awesome. They did, it, they did it right. They did. They saw it all the way through. They could have given up, and and people would have maybe forgotten about it for a while. They there would have been an outcry and people bitching about it on the internet. But then, uh, that's they could have moved on. Was never end. Um, they could have moved on, but they stuck with it. Yeah, and so they uh, they played a short little uh, trailer for uh, Cyber Shadow, which looks like a. I, this is all from the Hollywood Reporter, um, it, and this is from Patrick uh, Shanley. It doesn't say what they thought it was. It just said it was a throwback Nintendo Entertainment System aesthetic, but it reminded me a lot like um, Ninja Gaiden from it, NES. It does look a lot like Ninja Gaiden, but but clearly, so. but clearly, you know, almost like the Messenger, where it's way beefed up. Like this couldn't actually run on an eight bit or sixteen bit system. Yes, yes, yeah. But still, that those same callbacks as far as sprites and mechanics and things like that. It does yeah. look really good. And that one, I think, is coming on all systems. I think the only exclusive is what uh, the Switch is getting Amiibo support from their um, Shovel Knight Amiibos, which they carry around like a little, uh, <laughs> looks like a little spirit that falls out based off the characters. It was weird. It was. Yeah. I like seeing that type of integration for Amiibo, though. Mine are just kind of sitting around on a shelf. Mine's in a plastic bin looking at me saying, play with me. Once I got the, uh, the Hero of Time outfit in Ocarina of Time, I don't think I've touched Amiibo. I, I've bought a couple, but I haven't done anything with them. Yeah. Uh, they also showed off Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, a roguelike puzzle game hybrid featuring a new character, Puzzle Knight. The first demo will be available on the show floor at Boston's PAX East convention uh, this past weekend. 
So hopefully there's some preview events uh, upcoming for Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. I definitely yeah. they have created a franchise, so they don't have to leave that universe behind. I'm I'm glad they have more options, but they they definitely have a hit on their hands. Yeah, and like they they're kind of diversifying with the Shovel Knight character and doing different type of a uh, gameplays because it's like you said they got the roguelike puzzle game hybrid, and they have the, they announced that other one that was coming out to mobile first. Which was, uh, was that the same thing? Was that the, the roguelike? There was another one that was like mobile based that they kind of just uh, announced. That was, it looked like a, uh, um, was it Shovel Knight Dig? Was that the, was that I think the one that's, that's what it was. Yeah, it that one's dig. not out yet, but they yeah. announced that one a little while ago. Uh, it's like a, yeah, there it goes. It's like, it's like a inspiration from classic Dig Dug. Yep. So it's going to, it's going to launch next year. It seems kind of far off. Yeah, I think they said the the they said the there might be a beta for this fall, but it would be exclusive to like cell phone. So, yay, my preferred gaming platform. Somebody out there on a the toilet is pleased. <laughs> They're very very happy. But um, yes, more shovel night. Yes, dig dug. Yes, give it to me on the toilet. <laughs> I'll take that dig dug on my commode. Uh, Xbox showed off some of the Series X internals. Uh, Brad Sams had leaked some of this, but I think Microsoft just got out there and kind of showed off some of their stat sheet stuff. Uh, this comes from WindowsCentral.com. They've officially confirmed the Xbox Series X is 12 teraflops, which I think I saw somebody on Twitter say is like 1,800 GameCubes or something. It was some crazy. <laughs> somebody had uh, 1,800 GameCubes taken together. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. Our go-to joke. It's not it's not quite as extreme as eighteen hundred, but it was it was actually pretty cool. Uh, so it's gonna have a custom AMD Zen two based CPU. It's gonna have a custom AMD Navi based GPU, sixteen gigs of GDDR six RAM, uh, NVMe SSD, eight K four K at one hundred twenty hertz uh, video output, four K Blu Ray optical drive. I uh, didn't see USB C in the ports in this rundown. And it's got that weird expansion thing that Brad Sams was saying is like, it's not compact flash storage, but it's like a, it's a newer, much more expensive, much faster version of that same technology. Yeah, they're saying it was like a, a cable type that allows you to yeah. connect the external hard drives. Yeah. To keep up with the speed of an NVMe. Right, because they don't, uh, they don't want to gimp, you know, currently we have a hard drive in our system and then we can, we just use USB three to put an external drive on there and gives us extra storage they don't want to design games around the quickness of the nvme and then put a you know a slow hard disk on the outside of that yeah because what that'll create is uh probably they'll have to use games for storage on usb and then they'll have to sit there and swap stuff around yep and based yep. off the uh what they said and uh what phil spencer's kind of reported out there was that they can they can what quick play like five games or something like that from memory that was weird. Did that get put in this article? Because I know it got followed up on later. Yeah, like you can something similar. It's you, something similar to like what a Sony Sony does with their PlayStation Four, where you can just kind of like suspend a game and start up immediately. But it does this for multiple games. Yep, rest mode. I think is what Sony calls it. Uh, the Zen Two family touts improved performance and efficiency with Xbox Series X, poised to deliver four times the G, the CPU power of Xbox One X. With the current Xbox flagship heavily reliant on its GPU advancements, Scarlett's revamped system-on-a-chip helps alleviate a primary bottleneck. 
that seems to be the biggest difference in this generation versus last where they they launched with outdated CPUs and they were they were just held back by those CPUs this whole generation. Right. Seems like they're going for a modern one this round. It's a lot of the CPUs are that are announced are not even fully out in production yet. Right. They're, I mean, they're not even game. out in the market for uh, you know PC gaming. I think they'll come out first, but they should be getting around about now or some of them that came out last fall, but were probably not affordable for most people. So this thing's gonna be expensive, dude. Very expensive. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, it was either Kotaku or Polygon called it the Xbox One Series X. <laughs> uh, I think it was Polygon. They had to they had to change their article up. Uh, there was something else big from that Phil Spencer interview. I can't remember what it was, but the it's the, the, multiple... the biggest one that everybody loves is that new uh, was it called Smart Delivery System? There we go. That's the big key. Or like Smart Home Delivery or something like that, where it basically it just automatically you're able to get the best version of said game. So they came out and they were like, okay, so every Xbox game from you know Xbox One yep. will automatically be playable on a One X at the best way possible. Yep. You know, without having to purchase the game again. Yep. So, no more buying King Kong on the Xbox and then turn around and buying King Kong on the 360. Yeah, they call. It, I think it's called like, I don't know if they have an official name, but I think it was like it was termed like Smart Delivery, I believe, or something like that. Quotation. Yeah, it is exactly Smart Delivery. That's what they're marketing yeah. it as. So expect to see that all over posters and boxes and everything. I think uh, CD Projekt came out and said that, that uh, Cyberpunk will support that. They said it wasn't mandated by them. It would be up to the publishers. So yeah, yeah the, I don't see many publishers going to go the route of like, hey, pay $10 to get the latest version. If uh, you have a lot of studios like CD Projekt, you're going to do it for free. Oh, yeah. Microsoft doing it for free. So uh, that, that timing of Cyberpunk 2077, I think we talked about it as far as Stadia goes. Uh, Cyberpunk is going to call a lot of the shots, it seems like, easing into this next generation. People are not going to want to compare their marquee title to to Cyberpunk. You know, yeah. if there's features that all these people are excited to get and are looking forward to that they're going to get in CD Projekt Red's newest game, they're, it's going to look unfavorably upon a first-party release or, you know, a marquee third-party release for a Sony or Xbox platform to, to not have those same features and capabilities. Especially with Stadia, I think, too. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to push some things forward, maybe. That's a whole different story with Stadia. I mean, we we didn't post any news on that one, but you saw that article where they were saying where they're not really fighting for developers to develop on their system. There's no enticement. So we mentioned a little bit last week. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that is like a lot of developers are like, well, what's the reason for me? There, you don't have the the audience out there for me to get my games out there. So uh, yeah, they need that a monetary enticement. But you know, Google's doing it like, hey, you know, you know what we are. So you come to us. Which Google should have had. We don't come to you. Microsoft had that. You know, it's the chicken and the egg thing, like the Wii U. All right, we're not going to port. We're not going to put games on that console because nobody's buying the console, and people aren't buying the console because it doesn't have the games. Yeah. Microsoft and Xbox got around it by having a big, you know, big purse strings. They took a hit on that first Xbox. A a Sega or a Nintendo, even at that time, they couldn't handle that kind of hit, but Microsoft can. That's where yeah. Google was supposed to. They were supposed to be there with Stadia and drive that. Dropping the ball, man. It is what it is. You know, this is Google at its finest. They'll uh, pull the plug by the end of the year, you think? No more, no more Stadia? Uh, that or they'll sell it off to somebody who'll do it right. Sega? <laughs> yeah, right. Call the Dreamcast 2 streaming. <laughs> Dreamcast 2 streaming? Streamcast. Now we're talking. 
Now yeah. we're talking. You're on to something, sir. Sega Streamcast? Yeah, Sega Streamcast. Hire me, Sega. There we go. He's in. Let's skip, uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll skip Skies of Arcade 2. Just put the Skies of Arcade 3. That way people are like, what happened to 2? <laughs> it was on the Xbox. Three to 3, yeah. All right, sir, you have to take this next story. I have no clue what that is. All right, dude, Gexy PlayStation is like, uh, it's been around for about over 20 years, 25 years. And this is like, uh, kind of like their version of, uh, how when we lost, like, the official PlayStation magazine who for out of so many years, we used to get those, uh, PlayStation demos and yep. our PlayStation news and they're going strictly to, uh, online. They're no longer doing a monthly magazine. So, uh, this is it. Their final, uh, publication is going to be March 28, 2020. It's going to be their final issue. Um, they're just going strictly to Dengeki online. Uh, it's an end of an era. A lot of people, there was a lot of new, uh, game news launched, uh, on that magazine front. So, at this point, I think all we have left is uh, Famatsu, maybe. Oh, Japan's taking a big hit on uh, physical print. Um, yeah. What am I they're, trying to come up with? They're kind of like going the, the path we went through with all our magazines. Because I think, do we even have an Xbox magazine still? I can't remember if we do or not. I, I think, think we do. I think there's one you can get. Remember, like, Future Press or somebody bought up everybody at the very end. Yeah. They had OXM. They had Nintendo Power. They had a EGM, I think that last grasp of EGM. I miss game I mean, magazines, dude. It was a simpler time for sure. Yeah, I mean, I used to pour over that once I come in there. That's how we got our news. I mean, I understand yep. it's obsolete now because everything is you can do online and see it instantaneously, and we can react to it immediately. Right. But I do I miss that time, you know, like every July issue or every August issue pouring in over E3. So to me, that's when E3 was relevant. You know, I was like, oh yeah, this, 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 that. I mean, as we went on. And everything became more uh, online, uh, news and streaming wise. And I mean, I mean the excitement's still there. It's just you know it's shorter built. I, I prefer the Nintendo method where they they break them off in chunks now and online. Yep. They'll do everything at once. You know, just do them in chunks. Keep the excitement going. Dengeki PlayStation Monthly Magazine. Six hundred and eighty-six issues, man. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, and I think Dengeki Online has a. They're they're saying there's a Dengeki PlayStation, there's a Dengeki Nintendo, which focus on Nintendo platforms. Okay. Uh, I don't think I see anything on here about the Nintendo one. I don't know if that might have already went to online only. But uh, it's a lot, a lot of a lot of stuff weird stuff happening right now because you saw that whole article when we have mentioned it before was a. Uh, they're shutting down. They're shutting down the PlayStation forums on the PlayStation site. So. Yep. A lot of people made their careers and made friends and all that on those on those forums. I understand the argument. I think there's more interactions for you know people on Reddit for PlayStation. Yep. So they're like, you know, they why don't do have, I pay for this? Yeah, they don't have to pay for servers and moderators and everything else. You can definitely tell Jim Ryan is running this company. <laughs> who would run? Who would want to read those boards? Who would want to go on these forums when they have uh, a better, better looking, better next gen version of it on uh, Reddit? <laughs> Poor Jim Ryan. We're gonna give him hell forever. I mean, I hope he, I hope he'll make it up to us because at some point somebody <laughs> tells us like, yeah, we're gonna need these games to be backwards compatible to say, you know, we have something different than everybody else since you know parody is is here. You know, we're getting yakuza games on everything ever made. You know, right. like at this point you can't tout these exclusives, and they're they're they realize that. So, right. I mean, they're they're putting Sony games on PC. I need, you know. I need him to get ahead of it, and then I'll be able to let it go. Like, if uh, if at the PlayStation 5 event, he's like, who would want to play these games? And then he just shows off backwards compatibility. 
I, I forgive him. I'm, I'm all in. I, I hope he's the one that shows off the back. He has to. Like, no, you have to do it, Jim. He has to. <laughs> and then he's even at the show, he's like, oh, that Gran Turismo, no, I'm not going out there and playing that. They're like shoving him out of the stage. You have to go. Yeah, and he'll be like that uh, like that Cass Rai character. That he has to do like Cass Rai, like, hey, look at this Gran Turismo. Wow. <laughs> Gran Turismo. Giant, yeah, en- giant enemy cars. <laughs> I want some Ridge Racer real bad. You need some more Ridge Racer in your life? We haven't had one since like the Vita. Uh, last note on Dengeki PlayStation. Wait, wait, wait a minute. No Ridge Racer since Vita? It's been that long? Yeah, I think Ridge Racer was Holy the last shit. one. Yeah. What has Namco been doing? Anime games? Um, remember there was a, there were supposedly they had Ridge Racer 8 done. For the Switch, and it was supposed to be a Switch exclusive, and then it just magically, somebody said it just got canceled, like kind of like their uh, support for Metroid Prime 4. Uh, it was one of those games that got buried under the, the, that studio shuffle. Right. So it was never officially announced, but apparently I guess people in the who had inside knowledge saying it was a thing, it was, it was being made. It and, was there. Yeah. Oh, man, a Ridge Racer where you break off the Joy-Cons and just, you know, you got two-player right there. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I I love Ridge Racer, and I know Namco's pretty big about the last couple of generations about doing exclusive ones for each console, because remember, Ridge Racer 7 was only for PS3, Ridge Racer 6 was only for 360. Back and forth shit. Yeah. Uh, one last note on the Dengeki PlayStation, then we'll move on. I do hope they have, I don't know, someone can write in if they do the research, I hope they have backed these up online. Like, I hope these are available to everyone, uh, the older issues. Right. I hope these aren't gone, gone. Uh, you know, if a Frank Cifaldi or somebody at the Video Game Foundation has gotten a hold of it and, and made these available for uh, for backup purposes. I hope so as well. That's a good point. Um, on that note, it's not in news, and it's not the, we're not going to jump to the last news bit yet, but did you see the movie? Um, damn, I just bought it on Amazon. Uh, video Game Store Story or something like that. Yeah, the Not For Resale. Yes, that's it. Not for resale. Yeah. A video game store story. Uh, I got the $10 copy on Amazon, the digital one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I will report back after I watch that. But it's got like Greg Miller and Andrea Renee and uh, Kelsey Lewin and Jeremy Parrish and just some people that are big into preservation. I, I wanted to throw that preservation note in there. Yeah, I've seen it pop up on there. I have it. It's, it's, I've been eyeing it but I've been waiting for the right price I've got it I got the digital for 10 so when it, whenever you want to watch it I think that'll be something we would enjoy alright maybe we get Michael over here and check it out uh, last bit of news Facebook acquires Sly Cooper 4 Studio Facebook now owns Sanzaru Games the Sly Cooper Thieves in Time developer uh, they also I think they they kind of made their name by porting those first three Sly Cooper games into yep. that collection yeah that kind of this, this- this is from uh, Game Rent uh, by Jasmine Henry before we forget. We will forget. Yes, we will. Sorry, Jasmine. <laughs> uh, so they, they kind of got the, the reins to the Sly Cooper franchise from porting those for Sony, and then Sony kind of handed them the keys, and they made that game for uh, PS3 and Vita. I didn't realize it had been that long, man. No yeah, Sly Cooper for PS4. Thieves in Time, right? Yep. It was a 3D title for PS3. Yep. No Sly Cooper, man. It's crazy. There's been some big ones. That that was a big hit, man. Uh, Because everybody on Twitter was secretly, you know, they were talking about, you know, PlayStation 5 launch titles. You know, Ratchet & Clank was up there. A lot of people were chanting that Sly Sly 5 out there to PlayStation. Not going to happen. 
Or it, I mean, it, it may happen. It just won't be Sanzaru games. And they seem to know what they were doing as far as Sly yeah. Cooper goes. But uh, I have not had a chance to play any uh, Sanzaru uh, VR games. They've exclusively made VR games the last couple of years, outside of maybe supporting for some games. I can't remember off the top of my head this generation. But uh, they are uh, a premier VR studio from what I, some of the games I've read on there that they made. They're very good. It just been a lot behind that Oculus wall, so I guess Oculus went ahead and put a ring on it. So yeah, they were already doing stuff for them, anyways. Yeah. Facebook got a Beat Saber developer not too long ago too. It was their Beat Studio, right? Yeah, I think uh, they were gonna the Beat uh, Beat Saber was gonna stay multi-platform, but whatever they came out next uh, will be an Oculus exclusive. Might just be an Oculus, yeah. Did uh are any of the Sly Cooper games on PlayStation Now? I know you've hyped up uh, PlayStation Now library before. Uh, they are. I think the trilogy cool. is. Oh, great. Yeah. So they are and, accessible. Uh, and these in time, yeah. All right. There's, uh, there's 800 games, dude, in that series. Uh, the only problem is a lot of them are, the majority of them are behind that streaming wall because you can't, it's not like easy, like Game Pass where you can download them and play them off the hard drive, so. You can't download them locally, you uh, have to some, stream them? Yeah, there's some caveats. You can download PS4 games locally. Um, they made that parody. Uh, but there's some caveats to the PlayStation Now where the P- you can do PS2 games and you can do PS3 games. And most of the PS2 games are, are PS2 and PS4 games, so you can download those. Okay. But the PS3 games are stream only because there's no true backwards compatibility for PS3 on PS4. Um, and there's some caveats to that. Uh, there's uh, sometimes a, a Koi. I haven't had an issue where I couldn't get to a game like I did before uh, because of, uh, he- heavy traffic usage. So there's a certain amount of people can get to a certain amount of games on PS3 because it's streamed. Uh, so you have to be playing it constantly. So if you sit there and let it idle for about 10 minutes, it's going to kick you out the game automatically. Uh. So it's a lot of stuff on there. Cause it's assuming it, it wants you to be interacting with that game. If you, if not, it wants to take you out of it so it can give that, they're going to free up that those resources. Somebody yeah. It's going to be playing. Those so, resources are going to someone else. It all makes sense, but it's like, you know, if you have to step away or something like that, that's it could be problematic. Like, oh, somebody's here and not, you know, you just can't pause it or put it in rest mode like you could on a PS4 game. So, yeah. just get a uh, mouse jiggle for your joystick and let it let it keep moving while, while you get up and move you, around. You can whatever yeah, it takes, work. man. Yeah. Uh, like I leveled up my character in Oblivion. Uh, put a rubber band around the get next to a rock and crouch down and and put a rubber band around the joystick and pull it forward and just leave it overnight and that, my sneak skill will be crazy the next day yeah. I, i've done that with uh an auto fire controller in the playstation one in star ocean second story where i tied a rubber band on the analog stick and they just walked around in circles <laughs> and had the program to auto on attack and Went to school, came back, and I was 20 levels higher. Oh, my God, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Star Ocean. And I was like, some, sometimes it works, and sometimes I come back, and everybody's dead. So <laughs> just, you never know. And your PlayStation sounds like it's going to catch on fire. There's smoke yeah, exactly. coming. Remember, there was not a very uh, good cooling system back then. I had, <laughs> I actually uh, bought a, uh, like a fan to plug into the back of my PS uh, PlayStation 1 so it wouldn't overheat. So. Nice. The, the first intercooler. Yeah. All right, uh, that's it with news. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we will come back with Games Played. And we're back for Games Played, of which I've played one game with you. And we're gonna, hey, man. We're going to finish with that one, because it's one hell of a game. I'm loving it so far. And what the listeners sort of know, 
you're you're in the midst of uh, getting a new headquarters, so your uh, availability is uh, almost down to zero. Yes, Amazing, you had time to play that one game. This whole move is exclusively geared towards more no podcast space. <laughs> that's that's the whole reason behind the season, apparently. Uh, I imagine you packed and and uh, stored more games in this time period than you have ever had in GameStop in all those years you worked there. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm fucking miserable. Yeah, I believe it. Hopefully this is a one and done for you. I can't find right. anything. I've got like three systems out and like two games for each system. It is and, what it uh, is. It ends up like the, those two games are the ones you don't want to play at the moment. You're like, fuck. Or that I'm playing on stream with my uh, uh, podcasting partner and I can't play it by myself. <laughs> it's just staring at me. All right, sir, what have you been playing? We'll, we'll finish strong as you put it on uh, on our, our streamable game. Our uh, our inter our intermission uh, was that intermission? Uh, I it's, to it's late, man. Terminology yeah, leaving me too. So out, all right, outside of that, I've, um, I'm nearly done with Bayonetta. You know how much I love that game. Um, I'm at that bullshit part at the very end where you know I got into the story and you kind of find out what uh, uh, the whole point of Bayonetta is. Like she is awakened at some point she doesn't remember her past okay. uh she gets hints in the background that they're looking for the left eye and somebody's like trying to bait her to come out and show where she's at this is all based off that story and so this is how the game starts if you're going through and as she goes through she unlocks pieces of her past and remembers stuff okay so i'm at the i'm at that point now where she without going into spoilers because hopefully maybe one day you'll play because i do love this game i will play one day um, um she realizes who she is and it's going to that climax uh, but it is that bullshit towards the end of the, you know, when you get towards the end of the games and they, they, uh, jump up the difficulty. Uh, yeah, I'm at that point and I forgot about that. Cause like there are certain battles where it is unforgiving and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, oh. there's one, it throws me in front of a gun and I have to use like this military style gun on one of the enemies. And it's like, I'm not hitting it right or something like that. I'm, I'm missing it a little bit. And then yeah. I, I get three missiles in my head and I'm dead. You've and never like, used that weapon throughout the whole game before. Nope, this is like they're throwing yeah. a new shit towards the end. Like, you know, they're trying to, you know, vary up the gameplay. I'm like one level away I'm from the final boss battle. I'm, almost, I'm like literally almost done. So it's like, it's like me at 9 p.m. at night, like, fuck this, I'll try again tomorrow. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm tired. I don't want to sit here frustrated and go to bed. And I'm waking up, going to work to the gym frustrated. And somebody's like, good morning. I'm like, what's so fucking good about it? <laughs> that fucking angel just kept killing me last night. You don't know my struggles. <laughs> and then I'm fired instantly. So they're I'm just like, trying to be nice. <laughs> Be so nice to him. Like, why? What? He's just sitting there cussing at me, talking about angels killing him. I'm like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> He's unstable. <laughs> it's like he doesn't know the context of my life. <laughs> no, it's bad. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 bad. I get it now. So, outside of that, um, I've also played, and this is the first time I mentioned it. This is a, a game that uh, it's called Ultra Core. Um, this was done by uh, Dice Games. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast before. Is that the Battlefield it, people? It is the Battlefield people. This is before they were bought by EA. This was a Sega Genesis game that was 95% complete. Uh, it was completed in 95 and hmm. extracted because the Sega Saturn came out. Uh, hmm. So there's a, a game company similar to like Limited Run. Uh, they're in Germany. It's called Strictly Limited. I know, original. But um, <laughs> they, they happened to find this game. Uh, and they went ahead and finished the 5%. And they published it on uh, PlayStation 4, Vita, and Switch. How cool is that? Uh, yeah, I bought it and I got it on PS4 and I got it on Switch. Um, they uh, ended up doing like a limited run, maybe about a uh, 
six months ago. It took him six months for it to get to me because it sat there in Shipping Hill for like forever. Oh, God. just came in. Is this like a Contra uh, contrast game? It is. Okay, it is. I, I am familiar with this game then. Um, it is. It's, uh, you go through the game and it's like uh, they kind of update the controls a little bit for modern gameplay. So you can kind of use the analog sticks as like a twin uh, stick shooter. Okay. But if you play like old school, you can use the D-pad and the buttons uh, for the gun attacks where you shoot a machine gun, which is similar to Contra. To run and jump like, and shoot like normal. Right. The only difference I see in there is it has some aspects of kind of like Commander Keenish, uh, Doom. Not I wouldn't say Doom, but Commander Keenish, where you do some platforming and you have to get different color keys and lock different doors okay. to go to different parts of the base. Um, you do have a certain number of lives. Uh, that's the, the the map and color base key thing. That's kind of a trope of its era. Yeah, you have to remember when it was made. You know, this is definitely uh, early '95. This is definitely from that era, that right. time period. Right. Um, but I, so far, I've enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun, and I see a lot of stuff on there where we play recent games similar to that that they kind of took from, but uh, that are still kind of like they're a throwback to mm-hmm. um, that run and gun type franchise and the exploration where it's kind of Metrovania based. Yeah, this is I wouldn't say it's Metrovania because this is part of, this predates Metrovania, and then also <laughs> um, also there's not a map, so I, it's like when I'm going through the levels, it's like all right, I got this key. I gotta kind of go up the up, up the higher lower tiers to find out where the key pertains to. Okay. There's a lot of exploration, and then you're under the gun of a time limit. So there's you ha- you'll end up finding like these little uh, hourglass or something that extend your time limit. So it, it, it kind of encourages you to keep playing. Uh, time so, li- time limits are another uh, old school trope. Yep, it's pretty it's pretty cool. I've, uh, I've enjoyed so just enjoyed it so far. Is it I, two I could players? be wrong. I, it's one player. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't think it's physically available. I mean, I don't think it's digitally available yet in the PlayStation Store. I think it's only available physically right now. Okay. But at some point, they're going to publish it digitally. So uh, That'll get it in more hands. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I put in a couple of hours into it. Uh, it's something that I'll probably put some more time in there. It's not terribly difficult, to, uh, difficult but it's probably it's something that you do have to have like a, be in the mood for like a retro-type gameplay. Yeah. I wish it was two players, man. This sounds like something we'd, we'd have a good time with. Um. You know what? I probably need to just bring it over one time, and we'll do it on like uh. As I mean, I always like joke with you about palate cleansers after we're done with Silent Hill. Maybe we'll just right. go through that and pass the controller off and stream that. Right. Like uh, just before we choose our next big uh streamable game. Okay. I'm just down our, with that. You know, just just uh kind of get it out there in other people's eyes. Um. Uh, looks like um, it is coming to um PS4 at some point digitally. Yeah. Yeah. That was mentioned in october 2019 i wanted to clarify just in case anybody's interested in it like uh like i am now yeah and it's supposed to be it's also physically on switch i don't think it's out digitally on switch i think at some point it's coming out digitally in all those storefronts for whatever reason it seems like it's a physical exclusive at Mm, the moment i like this trend it's pretty cool right um it's we've gotten used to it being the other way around yeah yeah we have to fight for physical copy right (laughs) Um, outside of that, I've also played uh, some Two Point Hospital, which I know I think you have a copy, maybe have a copy digital from the Humble Bundle. Yeah, it's, if you it's chose a that humble, option. I haven't picked my games yet. I need to go in there and pick them. I did that this morning. Okay. I forgot to shoot you a uh, text and, and remind you. But um, but I think this was actually from January's game, so if you haven't gotten them, it's too late. You can't pick them even if you paid? I don't know. You would be the one that will let me know. Oh, God. Um, this is a, if you ever played Theme Hospital on PC or PlayStation 1, 
this is what it is. It's a, it's a spiritual successor. The theme hospital is made by a lot of the key players of that team. And I forgot how addicted that game is because I fired it up just to see how it was, and um, I was interested in it. Is this something so, you played on PC back in the day, the the spiritual uh, predecessor? Yeah, it's like a very like sim type base where it's uh, over the top uh, isometric. You see from the top of the head, and it's you basically is you managing in a hospital. So like I play, I think I've been playing like the first hospital for like the first three hours because mm-hmm. that's how that's how it is. It's like uh, you come in there, it's like okay, hey, you know. This is a hospital. You got to turn a profit. So build a reception desk. You know, hire somebody to, to manage a reception desk, and then you get a patient in. And the patient's like, you got to build an office for a, a practitioner, a GP. Sounds kind of Sims esque. Yeah, that's what it basically it is. Hire a doctor. You know, and then you know you got to you got to build a little uh, what's infirmary infirmary infirmary. Infirmary. Yep. You're infirmary. there. You're there. It's late. Uh. You know, and you just go through there, and, and then you have to increase the cost. So you're going up there, you're adding more beds, and it's like you get lost after a while. You know, like, all right, you got to keep some people from getting bored. So put newspaper leaflets, put soda machines, which is weird because I'm putting energy drinks in the hospital for people that are trying to go to the hospital to get better. Okay. And, um, this checks out. And so they'll come in there with these weird diseases like lightheadedness, and someone will come in with like a light bulb instead <laughs> of a head. And they got to <laughs> unscrew the light bulb from their head and put their real head back on. Uh, so it's got a lot of that quirks on there. Okay, I like that. I like that. And then, and diseases you would think, diseases you would think how they would be when you were a kid. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. And then they got a hospital theme radio where they, it's uh kind of like GTA, where like, have you ever been sick before? <laughs> Buy this, blah blah blah. It's like some like the DJs in there trying to sell you like bullshit stuff that doesn't exist, and right. just, I'm just in there giggling as I'm playing there trying to manage the hospital. That's funny. Yeah, but uh, your, your whole goal is you, you're trying to get like three stars in your hospital, so like. Uh, it's easy to get first and two stars, so you usually have to cure a certain amount of patients, cure a certain amount of diseases, and then you got to turn a certain amount of a dollar amount in. So it, it turns into a real grind when you try to get the three stars because then it usually jumps up your money amount. you got to grind to like a huge amount. Mm. And at that point, you're trying to look at your hospital layout and like, okay, how do I make this more efficient? How do I make more money off of this? Because you got like – it's like you have a large line of patients waiting to use this machine. Maybe you should build another office. But the, then the problem is you only have so much room in that in that four in the verse hospital. Okay. So it's kind of like you, you got to kind of like that then play with it. So I'm like, okay, I got to shrink the the break room, I got to shrink the bathrooms, you know. So I got to add another wing, you know. And there's there's times where like some of the workers you hire is like so and so can't get back to the reception this day <laughs> because your layout of the floor sucks ass. And I'm like, where did we go? They're lost somewhere. So they're like stuck in a corner somewhere, and like everybody's waiting in line to get checked in. I'm like, fuck. They're so stuck it's, in the it's, it's that kind of quirkiness, and that's that all happened in three hours. It sounds like a lot, but it's actually it's pretty fun. So I like it. I like it. That sounds good. Yeah, if you can get it on the, it was on the humble bundle. So if you can get it, man, still I, I recommend it. Dude. It's a lot of fun. It's probably better with a mouse and keyboard than it is with a controller because you can use that mouse and kind of click around probably I, a little bit quicker. I don't think I've lost those games. I wouldn't think. Uh, it wouldn't make sense to me. So no. Starting to scare me though. I'm trying to sign in now to make make sure it works. So um, I'll, I'll keep going as you do that. Um, outside of that, I did jump in on the Neo Two Last Chance playtest this weekend. Uh huh. Never played a Neo before. Uh, I figured, I was like, all right, maybe this is the one I'll go into. This is a prequel. I'm sure Michael's probably screaming at me, though, this is a horrible mistake, and it was. Because I went in there, and I was like, I kind of <laughs> chose my characters and, and the sword, and I'm not sure what's going on. Because it's like, if I probably play the first one, I probably have a better idea. I get that indication, even though it takes place after the second one. Right. I'm just throwing on the mountainside, I'm praying to a frog, and I'm like dying instantly left and right. I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. Uh, it's like, I'm not even a great Dark Souls player. I've maybe played like 15 minutes. I take comfort in the fact that I went on Twitter where a lot of people had that same, uh, that mindset as me. They at least played the first one. And, but, you know, some people's like, I've played this in a while. Let me just see if I remember anything. And, like, and they're posting screenshots of them dying constantly. Like, nope, don't remember anything. Uh, Sounds like me and that Dark Souls beta. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I do have this game pre-ordered. I don't know if I'm going to... I may just wait till this... I'm probably going to wait till it's $20. Not your cup of tea? Uh, I probably should go ahead and play the first one, even though this one takes place before the first one. Right. I think I'm missing some uh, important aspects that they expect me to know from uh, this game type um, and skill-based. So I know most of it is probably skill-based. Okay. So we all got the first one for free on PlayStation Plus. We I do think have at it. At that point, I'll try that out and not worry about the second one. That's going to give you enough of an indicator, right? Like it's gonna it's gonna help you. It's gonna help you know whether you want that new one or not. They're not going to be that much different. Yeah, even then, I, by the time I, want, I get to the new one, it's probably twenty dollars at that point. Yep, it's as much game content as that game has. Might as well wait. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I've got that Mega Man Zero collection. What do you think? Um, I like it. I like it a lot. I, pl- I played uh, Mega Man Zero One for maybe the first couple of hours. Uh, this is the way to play it, man. It's a this is a hard ass fucking game. It still is. Uh, there is act that you can. Which one of them? It's like it. six games, right? Yeah, for, you get the first four from the DS, and then the last two are the ZX ones are from the Nintendo DS. Okay. Uh, six games total. First four are GBA, it, right? GBA and yes. DS. Okay. I, I think, yeah, 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 and um, and they follow after Mega Man X. So I mean, the basics, the basis of the story is that Zero's been put to sleep. You play a character named Seal, which is French for Sky, which I remember that for whatever reason, <laughs> and it's spelled C I E O. Um, she finds she's looking for Zero, awakens him, and she tells him like, "All right, so X is going around and retiring Reploids, and he doesn't remember anything." Okay. So somehow Mega Man X from that original series is the bad guy in this series. Oh, of course, so, as one does. So, yeah, so now you're trying to figure out what happened, why he's doing what he's doing, his motivations. It kind of does a twist. He's been asleep for like 500 years or something like that, some ridiculous amount of years. So um, outside of that, what makes it, I think, more playable to our standards nowadays is because there's a casual mode. Wonderful. Uh, so the, you don't die as quickly. Uh, so uh, it's like you get two life bars. Uh, so like as one goes down, you have another one right afterwards, or you can skip the casual mode altogether and do uh, there's a new save mode, which is the really what you need because at certain points it automatically saves. Okay. So you're not dying at a boss and then have to play the whole level from the beginning like the old Mega Man tropes. Awesome. So that it does would, make uh, it a lot more playable. Yeah, much easier playability and less frustrating. Accessibility is what we always mean. You always argue. There about. we go. So maybe, you still have the option for people who want to play the, the original way. That's right. still there. And you got it for people who, like I think, I never got far in the DS because of, I just didn't have the patience and the time because of that. And I think now this is something I can actually go through and experience a story now. Right. Because uh, that save uh, portion will give me the ability to do so. So. Um, Good touches. Accessibility is key. Yep. And then outside of that, uh, I'll end it up with the early Monday morning, I I woke up to a tweet saying that the Final Fantasy VII remake demo was out. Wonderful. Uh, downloaded it immediately, and I, I beat it yesterday. Um, took me about an hour and a half. Okay. I won't go into details, because um, I know you're going to play it. I know you will. I'll be playing it soon, yes. 
Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, it does remind me a lot of like Final Fantasy 15 on certain battle aspects, mm-hmm. like the boss battles. Uh, that that fucking boss battle with the, the scorpion thing. It? Yep, the name escapes me. Yep. That just I'm, just to give you a heads up and be prepared. That took me 30 minutes. Oh wow. And it, it was not an easy boss battle. I was using a lot of uh, items to stay alive. There was a lot of times I almost died. A lot of Kit Kat uh, bars and crunches. Yeah, it's it, it 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 was a fight. It was thirty minutes. So um so to give you a heads up, that first fifteen minutes probably from that whole uh, Mako reactor from the original Final Fantasy Seven has been stretched out to almost two hours. Okay. Uh, now I see why they're going to make a full game out of that first disc. Yeah, I I do enjoy a lot of that banter. Uh, from the story from like Barrett and Cloud and uh, we'll go into details because I, I know you'll go through an experience and I like Jesse a lot. I really do like her as a character and they grow in her a lot in there. Uh, she makes a lot, a lot of funny comments in there. Um, I like the banter between uh, Wedge and Biggs and Jesse and all that. It's, I, I, it's very different. It's very fresh. I like it. I'm hoping that it keeps that, <laughs> that whole thrill throughout the whole game because that game is so fucking huge. Those are so, those are defining characters to me for that game, but I think only because I've started that game so many times, and they they weren't fleshed out on the PlayStation One, but they're they're able to on this platform. Yeah. So I I'm, think we, I think we waited long enough. I think this is the right time to remake that game. I think if it was made any earlier, I and they remade this game for like the second or third time, like some companies do. I think all that magic would have been lost. I think this might be the right time for us. Right. This is a total reimagining. I think before it would have just been an upscaled PlayStation 1 game. You know, new, not upscale per se, but new assets and that kind of thing, but not a new take like this seems to be. Yeah. Did it seem faithful? Uh, I'm sorry? Did it seem faithful to what you remember of the of the opening and, and the characters and everything? Yeah, it's very expanded. I mean, everything happened the way, it, you know, it was supposed to happen. And it kind of like after the end, it kind of gives you like a little uh, a brief preview of what's coming next. Awesome. And it's like, uh, instead of like, you know, there's a certain aspects. Remember when you go back to the, to the bar to get, get to Tifa mm-hmm. and some of the, and you'll see when you go through there, some of the previews, it seems like that aspect from just getting back to Tifa, getting back to the home base for Avalanche. It's way more expanded. Okay. There's a lot more you have to do to get to it. So cool. it's like a lot of that stuff is, I don't know what's in there. If there's going to be side missions or anything that can get to it. That's going to be the surprise for us in a month. Awesome. We'll find out. Your excitement grows? Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it fucking a lot. I like it a lot. You going to play it's it again really before, the, before the full game comes out? I'm, I'm sorry? Are you going to play it again before the full game comes out? And I guess a better uh, add-on to that is, does that progress carry over to the full game? There's no... It does not save. Okay. Uh, I may go through and play it in turn-based mode. I did play it in the action baseball which they per recommended which was like the kingdom hearts final fantasy 15 ish right where you get into the battles and you tend to control one character uh you can do pre- you can press x where it slows down the gameplay where you can just sit there and select items abilities and spells and limit breaks and you can also swap over to somebody else to use their magic and items and it kind of slows down for that aspect you're still moving but it's like super super slow motion okay um I am curious to go through it again and probably do the. There is a turn-based mode. I'm curious to see how that is. That sounds like a good. That, this is a good way to try out faithful. both modes. Exactly. Yeah. All right, I'm excited to uh, to share what I think of that one too when I go through. Uh, it. You, I have a good feeling you are, are going to Jen uh, enjoy it immensely. <laughs> I was smiling ear to ear on that one. It was awesome. 
they hit the right spot, man. I'm really looking forward to the game now. Good to hear. Uh, let's talk about the only game I played, and we played it together and streamed it last week for our listeners and viewers. We had some good feedback and good interaction. Uh, we bailed on Siren from two weeks ago. The sirens. <laughs> no more Siren for PS2, at least. And we started Silent Hill 2. And I know you've played this before, and I was going in kind of blind, and <laughs> we had some jump scares. Uh, we did a little bit of backtracking. We did some puzzle solving. We had some help from a Twitch viewer. We did a hell of a lot of backtracking. <laughs> a lot of backtracking. We Dude, think we did mostly backtracking in that gameplay. That game is amazing. I didn't. I, I get now why it's so special. I know why people hold it in, in such high regard. It's a lot of fun. Even just traversing it, that, just the doof, 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 just hearing him clomp around that town, it's just, that game is so fucking atmospheric. It's so, yeah. you're just, you're in it. You're living in Silent Hill with the fog and the music and the mis, the mystery and the weird girl in the cemetery and all that stuff. It's, it's awesome. It, and it's such a big growth from the first game. Though. I mean, the first game was something special too. Was, uh, I always thought it was a technical marvel. I remember getting up uh, early in the morning, like 6 a.m. before I had to go to school when this is when I was in high school. And I was like, all right, got to get an hour of Silent Hill in before school. And then, uh, you know, I'll like come back and like, all right, jump back into Silent Hill. You know, I mean, yep. I remember playing that game immensely. So. It's too holding up to you. It, 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 to me, I didn't play it before, but it definitely seems like a game that it's still highly playable in 2020. Yes. And it's an extension of the first one. They grew upon it and they expanded upon it and yep. made it even a better game. So. I was thinking about it for the whole week. It's been, what, a week and a couple days. I was thinking about it literally every day after we played it on that stream. Sir, you were living my uh, 2001 life. <laughs> that's, that's how it was in 2001 yeah. where I just nonstop, like, I got to play this game. I'm thinking about where we're going, like, where's the story going to go? We've seen uh, Pyramid Head, apparently. Uh, the random blonde dude in the bathroom just throwing up like he just ate at the pasta place on the square. <laughs> And then we haven't even gotten to the true Silent Hill yet, which is crazy. We're still in this pseudo uh, purgatory version of it. So really, yeah. I mean, without going into spoilers, and you'll you'll see it as we go through. So all right, listen. Uh, look forward to that uh, continued playthrough later this weekend, hopefully sometime. And you can you can check that out on YouTube. I think we got our first one on there. So. We do have it on YouTube, and it plays way better than our capture of Siren. We made some changes on the technical end, and I think it was for the better. Yep. I mean, we somehow recorded Siren like we were playing it on a <laughs> Super NES hardware. Four frames per second, oh, and God. included Young Miyamoto. <laughs> it was moving around like mist. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Silent Hill's pretty me, good. probably had like, me and you in the picture right there in that video, like just doing the straightforward <laughs> humping face thing, like, oh, 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 like we're hitting a wall. <laughs> Four frames per second. The audio is fine. If you want to listen to us play Siren, the audio is fine. The video capture uh, leaves some to be desired. Like, we do those weird pauses like I'm drunk. Like, oh. <laughs> but definitely catch up, catch up on Silent Hill because we started at the very beginning. In, or Silent Hill 2, that is. Start that playthrough so when we stream again, you'll be caught up on what we what we experienced. And that way we can go ahead and complete the, the apartment segment we're at right now. So we should be heading towards the end. We're getting a... Uh, we're getting the last part of the puzzle. I'm going to go into details. I'm hoping that you guys will uh, watch that video and then join us. I'm kind of excited to leave the apartments. I feel like it's starting to all look the same now. It, we're right there. Okay. We're at the, the last half of that thing. Good deal. 
All right. Uh, anything else you want to add, sir, before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your impressions of uh, hopefully Final Fantasy VII this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still carrying, I'm carrying Crisis Core around in my book bag. Wonderful. I haven't had a chance uh, to get to that. I'm hoping that uh, one day Sony will listen to us and maybe Jim Ryan will unlock the power of backwards compatibility so I can actually play Final Fantasy VII during the service. Uh, I do own a copy. I, for whatever reason, never played it because I saw the reviews and it was but I was like, I don't want to ruin my Final Fantasy VII experience. But It scared me I, off of it, too. I kind of like now want to go through it just as... Just be like, nothing can hurt me now. Do you I'm want that to be our remake. next... you want that to be our next palate cleanser? We can I mean, that's going to tie into Final Fantasy VII craze right now. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm sure people would want to see some Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, yeah, because I won't see Vincent for a while in the remake. So, uh, I mean, I I didn't post it on there, but there there was an article going around from um, from uh, some game website. They, sp- they spoke to Square Enix. I think they're already deep in the, the second episode. This is where they actually officially confirmed the second episode. Why, why so have they, they not gotten ahead of that and said, this is part one? I think... Why? Because they... I think it's a, they want to surprise us. I think they want to surprise us on where this first one's going to end, and I think we're going to get a release date at the end of the first one. You could do I that. It, you could do that with a more obscure title. You can't do that with Final Fantasy Seven. I, I I think we're going to be surprised, man. I think we're going to get like a weird name that we never thought of too, like a subtitle with it. I think I think it's all part of the game. It's all part of the show marketing. That's it. Square Enix is good at it. They're playing us uh, like fiddles right now with the demos and everything. I just hope. What I what I hope is going to happen, I know it's not. What I want to happen is when once you get out of Midgar, which I'm assuming this this first game is just going to be Midgar only, is that when you get out of Midgar, it goes into an open world kind of like a Oblivion or Skyrim. Yeah. And, and go like that. I know it's not going to happen. It's probably going to be more open world linear based, kind of like Final Fantasy 15, because uh, just because of the way that's how that studio seems to work. But uh, I think that's where our concerns are going to get to. Because, you know, when we go to Calm and all that kind of stuff, all those little... Yeah. Uh, Chocobo Ranch. Yeah, like those little areas of that weren't required, but they were kind of there and see how huge that world was on the on the original PlayStation. Yep. That kind of blew our minds. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to blow our minds like that again. I think that's like a one-of-a-kind thing. It's fair. So, how, so how, do they, how do they recreate that experience in this remake is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why it's called remake. So, it a, or they should have called it a reimagining because I think I don't think it's going to be a word for word remake. I, I'm going to hold my doubts. I'm not going to be disappointed. Right. So, because um, it's going to be kind of like a reimagining for the new generation. For us, right. we're always going to have that original Final Fantasy VII. It's still playable on the Switch, Xbox, and PS4. Yeah. You can always go back to it. Yep, it's everywhere. Uh, but, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to have the those type of. Uh, I just don't. I don't know if anybody can make that type of game right now. With that, that that's that would be a huge game. You need a lot of people, and I don't know, man. I I, I could be wrong. Time will I tell. Time will yeah. tell. We'll find out. Uh, you can find this podcast every Tuesday night on uh, iTunes, uh, the Spotify, Google Play, not Stadia. I don't know why that popped <laughs> in my head. Overcast, fucking Stadia, Stitcher. <laughs> that was because you said Google Play. That fucked me over. That's it. Uh, that's SoundCloud, it. <laughs> Google Play, Stadia. <laughs> and uh, iHeartRadio and wherever RSS feed has been launched out to let us know where you find it at we would love hey, to know like, like I say every week you tell us you tell us where you find <laughs> you it wherever us. an RSS feed is available that shit could be on I don't know some Raspberry Pi somewhere that'd be Raspberry awesome Pi site. 
Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram as NoFodcast. Let us know what you'd like to see us stream. If you think Dirge of Service is a good idea, we both want to play it. Let us know if you want to see us play it. And, and we are broadcasting on Twitch and doing our old archives on YouTube. Yep, check it out. NoFodcast. Silent Hill on YouTube. Silent Hill Dose. Game is good as fuck, man. I wish we were playing it now. Yep, and uh, somehow every time we try to get away from the Facebook family, we're pulled right back in. We're looking at you, OBS. <laughs> OBS. OBS got you us Son again. of a bitch. Because I think even if we switch to Streamlabs, I think that's an OBS product. I think we'll still be in Facebook, right? We're, we're done, man. We just have to accept our uh, Facebook <laughs> slash Stadia future. We have to go back to every episode where we said fuck Facebook and scrub it out. <laughs> <laughs> we have to redact that. We love Facebook. We love Facebook. We love Facebook. Our new future leader. Zuckerberg. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, enjoyed this episode. Uh, listeners, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Adios. them to sell what they have mm-hmm because then there's more people looking for it right there's there was a lot of people that might have been on the on the edge that were close this should get them to start looking yeah we'll see I'm excited to have a new uh, HQ and a new facility be on the lookout for a tall table like that <laughs>